John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. He is John. And he is Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The International Comedy Podcast. Yes, it is. John, you'll notice, I'm I'm just showing you on the screen, I'm drinking a lemonade. Yep. Which is, it's rare, so it's five about 5.30 in Japan on a Sunday. I'd normally be having a beer... But I've screwed myself over and got a new nursery job starting on Monday mornings at 10 o'clock. Oh. (laughs) It's obviously good to get new contracts for the teaching, but (laughs) starting Monday morning is definitely going to limit my boozing on a Sunday night. So I'm trying to refrain. I'm going to have a beer later, but I'm sticking with the lemonade for now. (laughs) So that's going to be every Monday for forever. (laughs) <laughs> yeah now you've put it like that I, w- I wish i hadn't tried so hard in the trial lesson <laughs> although probably good for my long-term health yeah it's true <laughs> what are you what are you drinking at nine o'clock in the morning over in england oh uh, cup of tea i had um didn't have the best night's sleep last night emma well emma had a nightmare so she doesn't usually sleepwalk well this is this is just weird so me and my wife were watching a film last night um, so it's about after, probably about eleven o'clock at night. Possibly one of the worst films I've seen for a long, long time. My wife wasn't really paying attention, but even she stopped what she was doing and went, "Was this written by like an idiot?" Because uh, it's a new, <laughs> it's a Liam Neeson film, and this is the this is the premise. He's a he's a successful secret one man bank robber who's robbed twelve banks. He's got nine million dollars in cash. Falls in love with this woman. This is all in the first sort of two minutes. Uh, and then he decides. <laughs> then he decides he's going to call the FBI, tell them that uh, he's the bank robber, and that they can come and arrest him. And if they only put him in prison for two years, he'll give them all the money back. So <laughs> this FBI guys kind of at first they're all going, yeah, it's just a crank call or whatever. And then these two dodgy FBI guys go to his hotel and say, and he got to prove to us that you're this bank robber. So he kind of gives them some extra information about how he's done it. And they go, all oh, right, shit, you are the bank robber. Um, so where's the money then? And he said, oh, it's in a, it's in a storage in lockup. Um, they went, well, I'll tell you what, you give us the key and you wait here. We'll go and check and then we'll come back. <laughs> so, so of course so, he's can I guess can I guess the rest of the plot of this film so what I'm yeah. thinking now is that they take the key they go to the lockup, steal his money and then yeah. he calls him up on the phone and says I don't know who you are I don't know where you are but I've got a very special set of skills and I'm going to f- hunt you down and find you yeah well it's basically that but it is one of the most ridiculous films I've ever seen um but anyway, halfway through this film, Emma came into the living room, like, just proper, like, disturbed, screaming. Um, but she was half naked, so she basically had no top on. She had pyjama bottoms on, but no top on. And she was like, you know... <laughs> so wow. me, and my, me and my wife were like... A little, a, little bit, a little bit scary for the parents, yeah, yeah. that one. We're like, where's your clothes gone? What's happened? Like, oh, I don't know. And it's like, you know, like, going upstairs <laughs> thinking, like, fucking someone's 
climb through the window and kidnap my other child. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> it's like... It's like You'd have to get well, Liam Neeson on the case. Yeah, so, well, where? So, like, we kind of got her upstairs, we were looking in the bedroom, just could not find this pyjama top at all. I'm like, what have you done? With it? Or the vest underneath. Like, what have you done with it? Where, where is it? You know, kind of searching with the light on. So where do you reckon it was? Oh, where? Um, she sleepwalked. Okay, was it, it was it inside the house? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, so... Um, was it upstairs? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it in the toilet? Yes. <laughs> so Was it, she, like, literally in the toilet bowl? Yeah, yeah. So she'd gone, <laughs> sleepwalked into the toilet... Decided to take off her top and her vest, put the top like neatly folded on top of the laundry basket, and then put the vest into the toilet and then urinate on it. <laughs> um, oh, <or> well, <laughs> dirty or, protest! I do not like these pajamas. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't, she might she might have urinated first and then put the vest in, but I don't know. But yeah, she was proper uh, freaking out, which was just weird. So you, so you think she that was a sleepwalking event? Yeah, yeah. She had no idea what was going on. Like, she was just completely talking gibberish. And, um, so she, she she doesn't do it, bef- well, she's done it once before, not sleepwalking, but kind of woke up and been talking to me while she's still asleep and just having this horrible, terror-filled conversation. <laughs> did, she, did she seem okay this morning? Yeah, yeah, she was fine. She's like, oh, I just don't know. I don't remember why I put my clothes in the toilet. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so she did she she remembered doing it well no i think she kind of when me and my wife were you know, sort of taking her back and talking to her i think she kind of woke up then and then obviously i went and looked and my wife went and looked in the toilet and went oh they're in the toilet so so is is that pajama top a write-off now no it was the vest that or... went in the toilet the pajama top was neatly folded on top of the laundry basket oh it was um, the vest that was in the toilet sorry i think you must have broken up when you said uh, that earlier yeah no so it's just which a, one was which no it's just the vest in the toilet so is the vest a write-off now or are you gonna i uh, know my missus washed it in the <laughs> wash it at 60 degrees yeah my missus washed it in the bath so it's um yeah i'm not gonna throw away good clothes i mean she only peed on it it wasn't like if she'd just done a massive... It wasn't a dump. It wasn't, yeah. Um, so... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I think a dump is one level too far fishing out a pooey rag from the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, you know what my wife is like? There's no... That that vest would have been taken out to the garden and burnt yeah. if that happened here. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I'll ask her later. I'll try and get a recording of her responding to what she would do yeah. in that case. <laughs> but it's funny. It's funny you say about uh, nightmares and stuff because recently, uh, my oldest Noah, he's eight. Uh, he's had a little bit of a sleeping problem. Like normally, he would go to sleep. Like we'd take him to bed, read a story, and then he'd go to sleep fine by himself. But recently, a few times, he's like been a bit weird and said, "Oh, can you just stay here?" Or he'd come downstairs like loads of times before he'd go to sleep. So I said to him, what's going on? And then he he started asking me this sort of like weird questions. He was like, ah, oh, you know, are the... Sh- in Japan, like a lot of houses have uh, shutters, right? Yeah, yeah. On the windows. He's like, are all the shutters closed properly? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're closed properly. And he had this like this obsession with closing the curtains thoroughly, like really checking them. <laughs> so it's obviously like someone said something or he's seen something. And then he said to me, daddy... 
can monkeys open doors? <laughs> <laughs> like, and I didn't realise like where this was leading. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I mean, some monkeys are pretty clever. Yeah, so I suppose they can open doors. Only the ones that kill kids. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out... It turns out that there's in near where we live, there's a forest and some wild monkeys had been spotted. <laughs> so there'd been, yeah, there'd been like a, a a warning at school that if you see these wild monkeys to stay away from them because they could potentially be dangerous. <laughs> I don't think they're particularly big monkeys. Really <laughs> yeah. Big. But, so I've been a little bit, I'm hoping he's not listening because he'd be pissed off if he knew I was talking about this. So, <laughs> to all the listeners. <laughs> He'll listen back to this when he's 20 and go, you absolute fucking Judas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so I've, I think one of his friends must have said, oh yeah, got to watch those monkeys. They'll fucking, they'll creep into your house and have you when you're asleep. <laughs> 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 so yeah so uh, we've had a little bit of a nocturnal monkey activity going on <laughs> are you not tempted to just get like a stuffed monkey and just uh <laughs> sort of <laughs> freak him out well, or buy one of those they, buy like a gorilla they, mask and just stick your head there. <laughs> <laughs> just not banging on the door just lift up the shutter and climb in <laughs> you see there's there's two sides of that though like there's the extremely funny side right but yeah you got the got that on video you'd probably go viral yeah. but on the other hand i'm the one who has to put him to bed every night and i'm having my whiskey drinking time disrupted <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah i do have to sort of balance uh look at the balance of it oh, i'd definitely you're, do it perhaps you're right i think it could be i think the funny might outweigh the uh, uh you could <laughs> the negatives put leave your phone in his room and then uh just yeah film it just get a monkey mask and then just bag on the door then stick your head in and see if he freaks out <laughs> This is JNS in J News. All right, now it's time for the news story. So, Sam, what have you got for us? Uh, This is a story from the Mirror Online. Uh, The headline of the article is People refuse to use my son's name. They laugh and snigger when I tell them what it is. So, firstly, when you chose your kids' names, did you find it difficult? Uh, No, because my missus did it. (laughs) (laughs) Outsourcing. If it was a well, we said if it was a boy, I can choose, and if it was a girl, she could choose. So the first one was a girl, and I'd, I'd, I'd said I like Emma, and then she, she realized she liked Emma, so that was easy enough. Then when she got pregnant the second time, and I said, oh, you know, so if it's a boy, I could choose the name, and if it's a girl, you could choose the name. She went, no, <laughs> that was only for the first child. The second child, like, I'm choosing the name as well. Uh, and then it turned out to be a girl anyway, so I said some suggestions, and then she didn't like it. But, well, close. I wanted Leia from Star Wars. Oh, okay. And she was like, right, she right. was like, no. She said it sounds too weird in Japanese, but then she said, "Oh, I do like Layla." So then we chose Layla. Yeah, yeah, it's a good name. Did did, did um did she know the Star Wars connection of Leia when you suggested that? Yeah, I think so. I think she as soon as I said, "Oh, how about Leia?" She was like, "No, that's just from Star Wars. We're not doing that." Ah, okay. Because I thought like 
tricking her into baby names and tricking her into moving to Myanmar. <laughs> I'm starting yeah. to feel like this is a slightly duplicitous relationship. <laughs> yeah. For me, we found I found choosing the first name. Uh, Noah's my eldest, very easy to choose. The second one, our youngest, is called Keo. More, slightly more difficult to find uh, one we want, we liked. But actually, what the really first name I wanted to call him was Tiger. Right. Tiger's, oh my John, you know, it's a popular name in Japan. But I just couldn't <laughs> quite get past how many times he'd have to listen to people going like, <laughs> like in England. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> when he said my yeah. name's Tiger, or like mm, great and shit like that, <laughs> yeah. I just thought I can't do it to him. I just can't. Tiger or Tool just sounds I don't know like a wrestler, did it? <laughs> so this person's got a baby's name, which is people laugh at. She says yes. People ref- they people refuse to use my son's name, and they laugh and snigger when I tell them what it is. So do you want to have a? It's a boy, of course. Do you want to have a guess at? The kind of name it might be. But she called it... (laughs) 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 Well, that would certainly be something a lot of people would refuse to say. Uh, But let me read you the article. It says, You might fancy something traditional. Picking a name for your child can be a tough old process. You might fancy something traditional, while everyone else prefers a more modern alternative. Or you fancy giving your little one something unique, while your partner abhors the idea. The problem is there's always bound to be some people who don't like the name you select. Uh, this is the situation one mum has found herself in, except she claims her friends and family have slated her choice and her mother-in-law has gone as far as to tell her it's an awful name. <laughs> that It's an awful name that she can't say without laughing. Right. Is it horrible, something Come like on. Wayne or something like that? Or is it... Is it- Wayne yeah, or Dean or... you you're heading in the right direction, I think. But yeah, yeah. So it's a traditional it's are. a traditional name. It says all of this seems rather over the top when you consider the baby boy is called Brian. A very right. normal name. Right, yeah. H- how are you feeling about the name Brian? Well, yeah, it's just a name, isn't it? I mean I don't have I haven't met many Brian's. I don't think I've met many Brian's. Nowadays kids no. don't get called Brian. But yeah, I'm just yeah, depends where they live. Yeah. You know, are they in yeah, America? I, I don't think it's, I, I think it kind of, I don't think it's a bad name, but I, I think it's kind of a bit of an old manny name a little bit. Yeah, well, for me, I'd say it's more like a middle-aged man's name. Yeah, maybe you're right, yeah. With, and they've got a moustache. <laughs> yeah. It depends on what the surname is, I suppose. <laughs> I wouldn't, Brian McBride, that would be traditional name wouldn't it just yeah that'd be all right. i don't i don't think it's too bad i, th- I think i mm. think her mother-in-law who said it's an awful name and she can't stop laughing at it is being a little bit harsh maybe she just yeah. met some arsehole called brian once yeah or maybe she's just mother-in-law has just been a c- for, you know just being horrible for because she just wants to make her daughter yeah, yeah. Feel <laughs> yeah. down uh, it says writing on mum's net the woman asked he's six weeks old and friends and family seem unable to call him by his actual name they make up stupid names for him like baby bobo and i've had people literally snigger when i say his name the mother-in-law has outright told us it's an awful name for a baby as you can't say it without laughing i've told my husband i'm getting to the point where i feel if people can't call him by his name maybe they shouldn't be seeing him so she's taking oh, this quite, quite seriously. I mean, people calling babies baby bobo or whatever. I mean, that's just normal behaviour, isn't it? You didn't, can you imagine if 
You have to call your baby by its full formal name. <laughs> How is Briar Jackson Esquire this morning? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Has Brian shit his nephew? She said, uh, my husband thinks it's an overreaction and that I'm being too dramatic. I think they're going to make him grow up hating his own name. She's probably got postnatal depression. She'll end up killing this kid, won't she? Fine, if you don't want to say Brian, we'll just start again. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, oh, I wondered how long it would take you to go down that dark road. <laughs> um, it says, not everyone immediately sided with her, as one mum wrote, in the nicest possible way, you surely knew what you were letting yourself in for when you named a baby Brian. But... Another commented, I think Brian has unfortunately got a certain reputation that it's impossible to shake. And I'm a little surprised you didn't think of it beforehand. What do you, what do you think that reputation is that woman was referring to? I don't know. The only Brian I can think of is the one off the Fast and the Furious, Paul Walker's character who died. And he was all right. He was quite cool. Yeah. And there's a bunch of football players called Brian. You know, Brian Robson, Brian McClare in the 80s. But Brian Clough. Yeah, I can't think of a reputation. Maybe we're missing something. Maybe there is like some sort of mass serial killer or something called Brian. Well, I'm just going to put this into Google now. Why is Brian a bad name? Oh, let's just put uh, Brian Cox. He's another one. Yeah, Brian Cranston. I'm starting to like this name. Oh, well, it, it does it say where this woman's from? Does it say, does it give you any indication? Why, uh... No. Right, well, according to uh, good old Google, howtolivindenmark.com says, Brian, in particular, is sometimes used as a synonym for loser. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Given it's not association with not-too-bright Danish boxer Brian Nielsen. Right. Is Brian a good name? So in, in, uh, in Denmark, if you call Brian... Uh, it means loser, but you know, in Irish, original meaning is strong, virtuous, and honourable. Oh, there, so it's good. I think it's all right. But if if there are any Brian's listening to this, then please don't feel bad. So yeah, one point one seven percent of baby boys born in the USA that year were named Brian. A third added on Mum's net, well, Brian was always going to be a controversial name for a baby. Personally, I don't really like it. I think it's fine to personally not like it, but I don't think it's overall a bad name. But yeah, for people to for people, especially family, to say out loud that it's a bad day was incredibly rude. I just found on on Reddit there's a similar kind of thing. So this says about at twelve at twelve weeks, my partner started referring to my bump as Brian. I thought it was funny. Brian was such a terrible name to my ears. I started calling the baby Brian too. Then at the scan, we found out it was a boy. So Brian kind of became cemented. I didn't for one moment think that Brian would actually be my son's name, but through daily use, I became accustomed to it. And eventually I really started to love it. Now I can't imagine my son being called anything else. So what's everyone's thoughts on Brian? Um, and then people just, yeah, Brian's a perfectly good solid name. Um, and then just people say, it's shit, it's awful. What, when, when your wife was pregnant, did you have a different name for, your, for the baby when it was inside? No. I think once we decided on Emma, um, just got you went with that. Yeah, I don't think we. I don't think we could have continued calling our eldest what we called him when he was in the womb because his <laughs> the name for it was Speggy, which was uh, because he's half made up of sperm and half made up of egg. <laughs> <laughs> so we called him Speg. <laughs> 
Spaggy. He's actually sitting next to me now. Might start. <laughs> I might rekindle the nickname. Spaggy. Hey, Speggy, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> He's just looking at me. <laughs> ask, ask Speggy if the monkeys are coming to get him. <laughs> I think he's going to be okay in the long run, Brian. But what I did was when it when I saw that article, I googled what names are illegal to call your kids because Brian's not that bad, but some names really are bad. So yeah. I found a list of names across the world that are illegal. So in right. the UK, do you want to have a guess at any names that you think might be banned? Well, swear words. So the C word, F word. Uh, yeah. is it like that Do you, it doesn't actually on the list I've got it doesn't actually say that although I assume you're probably right uh, but some of the ones on the list here are uh, Martian Monkey Chow Tao which, which means smelly head apparently right. number four I think this is actually a pretty cool name uh, number four band name in the UK is Rogue you're not allowed to call your kid Rogue Oh, I'd love to call my kid Rogue. It's a cool name. I mean, yeah, it does have Rogue certain McBride. bad connotations, I suppose. Yeah. And Rogue. number five, a Japanese word was banned, uh, Akuma. Akuma. Uh, yeah, I've heard that before. Which, of course, means devil. Yeah. Doesn't actually say that the English word devil is banned, strangely. I imagine things like Adolf are probably banned in Germany and stuff. Uh, well, um goes down. I'll give you the next one. Germany. Uh I'll give you three famous names, two of which are banned. You have to t guess which two are banned. So well, in Germany, the band names include Adolf Hitler, Saddam Hussein, and Osama bin Laden. Well, I think Adolf Hitler will be banned. So I'm guessing... I'd say you're probably allowed to call your kid Saddam, but you're not allowed to call your kid Osama bin Laden. Yeah, you got it, yeah. So Osama bin Laden, Adolf Hitler are banned, along with Matty, Cole, and Stompy. Don't know why. Stompy and what was the first one? Matty. Uh, Matty, Cole and Stompy. Do you think Stompy could be a reference to the way the SS used to march? They were a bit stompy. <laughs> yeah. um, I tell you, I, I'll give you the, the list of illegal baby names in France. There's seven on this list. I'm going to insert one fake one. See if you can spot the fake one that I've put in. So okay, over in France, parents are banned from naming their children. Nutella, or oh, as we found out before, Nutella. Nutella, yeah. uh, Nutella MJ, Manhattan, Joyu, Digestive, Demon, Prince William, Mini Cooper. Uh, well, Prince William. Is that the fake one? That, Prince William is on the list. It's an illegal baby oh. name in France. The one the illegal one from that list was Digestive. Right. Let's do let's do one let's do one more country. This is Australia. <laughs> uh, some of the names that ban in Australia. I'll do the same game. I'll insert one one fake one. Go on then. IKEA, Ranga, LOL, Batman, Snort, Hitler, Spinach, Christ, Jizz, Dame, God, Satan, Brother, Sir, Prime Minister, General. Right. Uh any of those stand out as particularly fake? <laughs> IKEA? IKEA is on the list. The fake one I answered at that time was Jizz. Right. So you're allowed to call your kid Jizz. It doesn't. <laughs> that, that information is not included in, <laughs> right. in the article I'm looking at. 
But I reckon right. there certainly, if you did, it would raise a few eyebrows, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jizz or tool. <laughs> Back to that original story, the kid called Brian. He might grow up to have like a really good, deep voice and become a famous actor, and then he could be blessed to be called Brian. <laughs> That's awful. Brian Blessed. I think there's literally about two people who are going to get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think I've made a right cox of myself with that Brian joke. <laughs> I think you've increased the number of listeners who get the joke to 12. <laughs> yeah. But what whatever happens to the baby is going to be interesting, and I suppose you'd call that the life of Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get any good ones out of this. <laughs> no. That was JNSNG News. Johnny McBee and Samuel T, two Brits talk a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question? All right, and now it's time for this episode's burning question, which uh, was What was the most unusual parenting technique your parents used when you were growing up or that you use now? So, who's been in touch, Sam? Uh, yeah, Daniel Brady got in touch on Facebook. Uh, he's been in touch before, uh, and he generally comes up with fairly dark takes on the burning <laughs> question. Uh, and he's not let us down again. Uh, he said, my dad thought leaving would be a good twist for my origin story. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Daniel. Yeah. Um, Aaron got, on, got in touch on Twitter, and he said um, the phrase, I'm not angry, I'm just really disappointed uh, which works with my daughter, but my son doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> I'd say that that same applies with my two kids. I think the oldest one that works, the youngest one just could not give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my my youngest is still only one and a half, so he doesn't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> yeah, I'll wait and see if it works with him. It does have some impact yeah. on the elder of the two. Yeah. And it's actually the opposite of my wife, uh, of my wife's technique, who just screams, I am angry. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which has no impact either. <laughs> the Silence also got in touch on Twitter. Uh, uh, they said, my parents, uh, how about not teaching their kids basic life skills? Is that considered a technique? <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a technique, but it's a fairly common practice I'm feeling these days. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joe Cunning Kanazawa, one of the uh, hosts of the Summit to Sea podcast, uh, said, I've just seen two kids run into a park. They must be about four years old. Went straight for the climbing apparatus. Not an adult in sight. They're completely alone. They're now playing in a dry pond. I can't work out if it's great that they're in a safe country or completely abhorrent. So, uh, yeah, just leaving your kids to fend for themselves. Which side of the fence do you fall on on that one? If the four, that might be a bit too young. But, uh, well, I think I was reading the other day in the UK, basically the um, the age that parents are letting kids play by themselves has increased by two years. Um, oh, really? Since we, since we were kids. And um, lots of 
sort of child psychologists and psychiatrists are saying it's really bad that kids are not learning to be independent and that they're not learning to, you know, assess dangers properly by themselves. And so, um, I mean, I let my kids play out in the back garden by themselves, which is, you know, I think they need to. Yeah, yeah, me too. They're not the one and the half year old. I generally have to keep an eye on him. He'd be eating rocks otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we let our, our eldest play in the garden by himself and with the, in the neighbor's garden and like on the little cul-de-sac bit near us. But there's always, even in that situation, if I, even if I'm not out there, one of the other parents usually would be kind of take it in turns. Like there's an unspoken kind of agreement that someone will be there. Um, yeah, in case the monkeys get them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> very very dangerous animal <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually um, when when i was de- when we, i've just re- remembered this when we were talking about that monkey thing to make him feel better i, <laughs> I did say to him i said don't worry those monkeys are pretty small if one attacks you you could easily kick it to death <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> and he t- do you know what definitely made him feel better <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, how about for you do you uh, employ or were you on the receiving end of any interesting parenting techniques um well recently my wife has um said to me that i've got to stop doing something um which is my parenting technique she disagrees with do you want to take a wild guess what parenting technique i've employed uh it is quite bizarre <laughs> to be fair but she's it, told me i've it, got to stop doing it because give us a situation is this to stop the kids doing something or to make them do something um it's just to give them a life skill but <laughs> <laughs> is it is it how to open a p- bag of pork scratchings with their teeth <laughs> no no um, so basically, quite often, I like to um, hide round corners and then when my kids come past, <laughs> scream at them. So we're uh, constantly on edge in this house, on high alert for somebody <laughs> hiding. <laughs> so um, I, uh, It's a good job you're not uh, hanging around this house because you'd, you'd be lurking around a corner with a monkey mask on, wouldn't you? Like 100%. Yeah, definitely. No, I do. I kind of lie on the floor around corners, and then when they come round, you know, jump up like I'm a dog, <laughs> park at them. Well, I, I admire your agility. Yeah, hide in cupboards and jump out. Um, so, but Emma started doing it to Layla now, so everybody's kind of in on it. <laughs> much, to, much to my wife's uh, chagrin, I think she hates it. So she's told me I've got to stop now because it's um, getting people. Okay. People well, are just I on think edge. Twenty four hours for the next episode is. Both of us try and get a recording of us doing that to our someone in our family and see okay, how, yeah. how the response goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm targeting my wife because I think she'd be the, fun, the funniest. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'll I'll do it to my missus definitely. But you know, it depends on her mood because sometimes she does it to me. But yeah, just as a family, we're always on high alert because there's uh, always somebody. It's a tense household. <laughs> yeah. So it's to give them the life skill to always be on edge, to always uh, be aware of your surroundings. <laughs> Preparing them. <laughs> yeah. How about for you? Well, <laughs> I think one when I was a kid, one of the, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but my mum used to often like be sort of very kind of, uh, she used to be on me about my my pronunciation and how to speak properly. Like a lot of people say I've got quite a posh voice and they think I'm rich and then they, they see what I wear <laughs> and where I live and they go, ooh, you, 
you sound richer than you are. <laughs> like, yeah, I wish it was the other way around. But so when I was young, I used to watch like Neighbours a lot on TV and you know, have the Australian pronunciation or the Australian accent or whatever, and she'd hate it. So she'd always say to me, if you don't say your T's properly, you're going to go to elocution lessons. And elocution right. lessons is on the same day as football practice. Oh, <laughs> like, right. Speak so, properly or you can't play football. Worked. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, good. That's a good technique. <laughs> yeah. So I'll have to adopt that with my kids somehow. But yeah, I don't think there's anything that they're, there's no activity they're that bothered about at the moment. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm very eloquent in the how now brown cow. <laughs> Did your mum ever give you shit about saying your teas properly and things like that? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we're from Yorkshire, so we say you know I'm off to hospital and all that. Um, but a big one, and I I use it now even in school with my kids. And the, the other day, some kid was kind of taking the piss out of me. Was when you ask somebody a question, they go what? I say no, it's not what, it's pardon. So my three year old quite often goes what? And I said, no, not what, pardon. And so she says, pardon now. But then uh, this kid at school went, what? And I went, it's not what, it's pardon. And then the kid was like, pardon. And I said, well, which <laughs> sounds better, pardon? Or, or going, what? Like you're some sort of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at which point, I think, yeah, I just made myself look old. But then all the kids were going, pardon, pardon. I was like, good, you know, it's going to put you in good stead. You don't sound like a thick inbred. <laughs> what? What? And uh, I remember when me and my kid, me and my, my cousins are from Ireland and he came over and he um, he calls his mum Ma. And so me and my brothers and sisters started calling my mum Ma and she used to get really angry, oh. like really angry. Um, so we used to just go, Ma. And she don't call me Ma, say mum. <laughs> um, so we just do it to piss her off. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? Like, mum, if you're going to be angry if I call you Ma, I'm definitely, definitely going to call you Ma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is the end of the burning question. And that's all for today's show. Just leaves me to say thanks to everyone who was involved. Uh, thanks to Matt Perkins and Ruben VM. But most of all, thanks to you, the beautiful listener. All right. And so for next episode's burning question is, what is something that you were terrified of uh, as a child? So oh, Sam's, yeah. Sam's son sounds like he was scared of monkeys. So what, what was it in your childhood <laughs> that terrified you? Again, keep it light. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else? No, I think that's all. All right. Catch, Catch you later. later. It is time to go, that's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy, not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favorite bit. 
but we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go, that's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family, or even the people you're married. Join in, answer the burning question. Send a new story, preferably something we can find about. We're on the social media sites, Facebook and Twitter, day and night. It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com. And if you do this, then maybe, just maybe, Sam will put his clothes back on. John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.